A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Happy Beeps. I'm your host, Jennifer Landa, and today we're going to talk about redemption. I've been thinking a lot about redemption lately, what it means, who deserves it, and how one can achieve it. If you're on social media a lot like myself, you might notice that there is a lot of outrage, sometimes justified and sometimes not. If a celebrity or someone prominent in a fandom misspeaks, their mistake might catch fire online and a few hours later, fans are saying, that person is canceled. Done. There's nothing they can say or do that will ever fix this. Sometimes the celebrity or person might tweet an eloquent and heartfelt apology that calms people down a bit. But sometimes the person might issue a, 
I'm sorry, you're offended, apology, and <laughs> oh boy, then they're really canceled. Of course, there are instances where someone has committed assault or abuse, and in that instance, they've got a long way to go before they can get to the road of redemption. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, all this has gone my mind swirling back to Star Wars. As it always does. On today's episode... We'll explore what the saga can teach us about redemption and decide whether we can apply George Lucas's model of redemption in real life or leave it in the fantasy world. The 
The Star Wars saga is about redemption. This is something George Lucas has said in countless interviews over the years. Here he is talking to Bill Moyers before the prequels were released. Essentially, isn't Star Wars about transformation? Well, it is about transformation. And, and ultimately, it'll be about transformation of how young Anakin Skywalker became uh, evil and then was redeemed by his son. Uh, but it's also about transformation of how his son came to, to find the call. While the original trilogy is about Luke's journey, the prequels show the story of the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. George has said that he needed to tell this story in order for the redemption of Vader in Return of the Jedi to have the proper weight. It's not as apparent in the first three movies, but when you see the movies I haven't made yet, uh, that uh, the issue of how do we get Darth Vader back is really the central issue. How do we get him back to that little boy that he was in the first movie, that good person who loved and was generous and kind? And had a good heart. Before the prequels came out, the Star Wars story seemed pretty straightforward to me. And that's why I liked it. The bad guys did bad things, and in the end, they were punished. The good guys fought for what was right, and in the end, they triumphed. As a kid, I wasn't necessarily scared of Darth Vader. I mean, I wouldn't want to cross him, but you know, he was just the right amount of scary. We knew he had done bad things. He force-choked people, threatened everyone around him, cut off Luke's hand. But when he sacrificed his life for his sons in Return of the Jedi, for me, I forgave him. But as an adult, when I look at this scene... Does Vader really redeem himself? Before I began working on this podcast, I looked up the definition of redemption. According to dictionary.com, redemption is an act of redeeming or atoning for a fault or mistake, or the state of being redeemed. And how does one redeem oneself? By making amends for something one did. But when I look further down the list of definitions for the word redeem, it also gives an explanation from a theological perspective. In theology, to redeem means to deliver from sin and its consequences by means of a sacrifice offered for the sinner. It's this definition that I think George Lucas means whenever he talks about Anakin's redemption. In fact, in the making of Revenge of the Sith, he says, quote, Anakin can't be redeemed for all the pain and suffering he's caused. He doesn't right the wrongs, but he stops the horror. The end of the saga is simply Anakin saying, I care about this person, regardless of what it means to me. I will throw away everything that I have, everything that I've grown to love, primarily the Emperor, and throw away my life to save this person. And I'm doing it because he has faith in me. He loves me despite all the horrible things I've done." End quote. Basically, it is through the love and compassion of his children that Anakin is redeemed in the theological sense. He doesn't do any community service to make amends for all the force choking he's done. 
He doesn't give Admiral Mahdi any monetary compensation for the physical and mental pain he inflicted on him. It is his son, Luke, who believes there is still good in his father, and as a result, Anakin sacrifices himself for the love of his son. There is no redemption without Luke. George Lucas told Rolling Stone magazine in 2005 that he changed Luke's name because of the role he would later play in the story. Quote, Luke was originally going to be called Luke Starkiller, but then I realized that wasn't appropriate for the character. It was appropriate for Anakin, but not his son. I said, wait, we can't weigh this down too much. He's the one that redeems him, end quote. The mythology of Star Wars has roots in various religions, so it's not surprising that Anakin's redemption would involve a self-sacrifice to save his soul rather than doing good deeds to make amends. I will say that after the prequels came out, I looked at Anakin's self-sacrifice a little differently. We never see him kill the children, thank goodness, but even just the implication of it is really dark. And when he chokes poor Padme, who is pregnant, that did me in. When I used to watch the death scene in Return of the Jedi, I always felt sad that Anakin only got to connect with his son as he was dying. Go, my son. Leave me. No, you're coming with me. I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you. You are ready. You were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister. You were right. But George created Anakin to be such a monster in the prequels that now, when I watch that death scene, it feels more like I'm watching a Greek tragedy. It's a cautionary tale. Anakin chose his destructive path, and the tragedy is that it's only in his final moments that he realizes who he really is. It may feel tragic to me, but George sees this moment completely differently. He told Rolling Stone, quote, Well, in real Greek tragedies, the kids are usually the problem. They're the ones that are killing the parents. But this is more uplifting. It's up to one generation to fix the sins of the last generation, end quote. But this was long before any of the newest Star Wars films were a twinkle in Disney's eye. Movies, like any art form, constantly evolve, and the stories that get told change as well. It's why certain films can feel like a product of their time, and their stories can feel outdated. The original trilogy is unusual because with or without the special edition flourishes, the core story still to this day appeals to moviegoers of all ages. But what happens when Star Wars stories start changing with the times? Well, we get films like The Last Jedi and Rogue One. I liked Rogue One, but one of my favorite moments is the infamous hallway scene where we finally see Vader in his prime, killing everyone in sight. It was exciting to watch, thrilling, but when I think about it, in the context of the entire saga, I get a weird feeling. I mean, look, we know Vader has done some bad things over the years. We've heard characters talk about it. We've read about it in books and comics. But to see it on screen, uh, that was terrifying. 
The reason I get a weird feeling is because it makes me go back to his death scene in Return of the Jedi and think, yeah, he sacrificed himself for his son, but couldn't he have made it up to all the families who lost their kids and loved ones by his hand? And this is why I think the redemption of Kylo Ren is incredibly tricky. Because when you have a villain who is complex, messy, and more than just a bad guy in the cape, it, I think it makes it tougher for us, the audience, to forgive them. When I see the person committing the atrocities, like killing their dad, the road to redemption may not even be an option. Maybe it's because I'm looking at this through a more mature lens, or maybe it's just because the complexity of good modern storytelling makes me look at it differently. But when we talk about whether or not Kylo Ren will be redeemed in episode 9, I ask, how can he be? If he sacrifices himself to save Rey's life, for example, it's problematic because it's too similar to Jedi, and therefore it won't have as strong of an impact. If he sacrifices himself to save his mom, that's interesting, but again, it echoes his grandfather's redemption. But like Luke believed in his father, Rey believed there is still good in Kylo, or at least she did. Kylo Ren needs to pay for what he has done, but what can he do that will possibly erase all the pain he has caused? If this was a traditional model of storytelling, he would die a long, painful, and horrible death. That's why there are often torture scenes where the hero tortures the villain and gets them to admit their wrongdoings and then still suffer a terrible death. This is what audiences like to see. People like to see strong, powerful villains terrorize people throughout a film until the end when they finally get their comeuppance. Just look at the Emperor classic villain. But what makes Kylo Ren such a great character, perfectly acted by Adam Driver, I might add, is that he isn't a classic villain. The Last Jedi made me like him and empathize with him, so much so that for a moment, I was all about Raylo. Of course, by the end of the film, I was back to loving to hate him as a villain and wondering how this character would get his comeuppance. The answer is, we'll have to wait and see. I look forward to seeing how they handle this character because I personally don't think that him sacrificing himself is enough to redeem his past actions, even in the theological sense. If I look at his actions on paper, he's on par with the Menendez brothers. And, well, we know where they are. What I love about stories is that they teach us important lessons about our humanity. Like I said, I've been thinking a lot about redemption and what it takes for someone to be redeemed. In Star Wars, redemption comes from sacrificing one's life for love. But it also comes from the love of a son for his father. It takes two people for the redemption to be complete. This dynamic works great in movies. But how does one redeem themselves in our world? Let's look at something most of us have experienced being online, which is interacting with trolls. I hate to use the word trolls because it almost diminishes the harassment some of these people have done. If someone uses any social media platform to attack or harass other fans and creators online, 
there is something deeper at play than just, you know, a 12-year-old kid who is being annoying for annoying's sake. I once heard a great Radiolab podcast where a troll reached out to a reporter he had repeatedly harassed on Twitter about her looks. His attacks became so cruel that he used the news of her recently deceased father as a way to try and insult her. It was awful. But he contacted her to make amends, and as it turns out, he was having a terrible time at work and feeling really powerless. Being angry online gave him the control that he wished that he had in his personal life. The two had a conversation over the phone, and in the end, they both understood where they were coming from. You know, he apologized, and she forgave him. This is an unusual story, because many of these online harassers will never make amends in this way. Or when they do, they'll start their apology by blaming everyone else for making them angry in the first place. This is the way that Kylo Ren would issue an apology. Don't be like Kylo Ren. If someone wants redemption, it cannot be done alone. Luke saw good in his father, but more importantly, he forgave him for the evil he had done. He forgave him for cutting off his hand, which is not easy to let go. When someone says they want to make up for the harassment they've committed online, that's great. But how are they going to do that? What actions will they take to course correct? Apologizing is not enough because the trust has been broken. If Kylo Ren were to apologize to Rey, why should she trust him again? Maybe you've been in a situation where someone you cared about broke your trust, but apologized so you forgave them, only to have them do something awful again. At some point, even if it's someone you really care about, you might say, I can't be around you anymore at least until you show me with your actions that you're not going to hurt me again. You have to protect yourself. But if it's someone online you've never met, and the only interaction you've had with them is a negative one, I don't know about you, but it would take a lot of positive ats me's before I ever wanted to engage with that person again. When I was a kid watching Return of the Jedi, the idea of redemption seems simple. All you have to do is one selfless act for someone else, and all is forgiven. Granted, it's the biggest sacrifice you can make, but that's, you know, how my kid brain processed it. As I've gotten older, and I've had instances where I've had to redeem myself, I've learned that earning back someone's trust and have them truly forgive you, it requires a lot of work. I'd like to think it's because of this that I try really hard not to rush to judgment. When interacting online especially, I really try to give people the benefit of the doubt and respond in a rational manner. I know there are a lot of people out there who are hurting, who feel powerless, who are angry for various reasons, and they choose to hide behind their screens while lashing out at others for liking The Last Jedi. But just because I understand it doesn't make their behavior right. To go back to my initial question about whether or not we should take George Lucas's model of redemption and apply it to our real life, my answer is yes. A person doesn't have to sacrifice their life literally, but they can choose to dedicate their life to helping others. In fact, they could help people like themselves. Who better to reach out to trolls than a former troll? 
If you are a person who has hurt someone you care about and you're looking for forgiveness, I would say be patient. The only way that trust will be repaired is through your actions. And sometimes you may never earn their forgiveness and you just have to accept it, learn from it, and move on. It's tough, but it's just the way it is sometimes. I should also note that you should never tolerate abuse of any kind, whether the abuser apologizes or not. I'm not a psychologist, but I can tell you that it's not your job to be Luke Skywalker and try to save that person. Let a medical professional handle that dark side stuff. Speaking of the dark side, I've always found it odd that some of the people who are the angriest about Star Wars and claim to love it the most have clearly forgotten the important lessons the saga teaches us. I always go back to this clip because it is so darn good. Everybody has the choice of being a hero or not being a hero every day of their lives. And you can either help somebody, you can be compassionate toward people, you can treat some people with dignity, uh, or not. And in one way you become a hero, and the other way, you know, you're part of the problem. And it's, it's not a grand thing. You know, you don't have to uh, get into a giant laser sword fight and blow up three spaceships to become a hero. I mean, it's a very small thing that happens every day of your life. We all have a choice when we interact with others, whether it's online or in real life. Do I want to treat this person with kindness, compassion, respect, or do I want to hurt them because I am hurting or having a bad day? Of course, there are people who are dealing with mental health issues and perhaps haven't gotten the care they need, so that's also something to take into consideration. But what I love about Star Wars is it shows that even if you've gone down a dark path your entire life, it's never too late to change for the good. There is a woman named Susan Burton, who I had the pleasure of seeing speak many years ago. Susan grew up in poverty and had a tumultuous life in Los Angeles. When her son was five, he was accidentally hit and killed by a police cruiser. Susan, of course, she became deeply depressed. And since she had no access to therapy, she eventually turned to drugs to numb her pain. She became addicted to crack cocaine and went in and out of jail six times during the 1980s and the 1990s. Susan became caught in a vicious cycle where every time she would get out of jail, she had no money, no ID, no job, so she'd fall right back into her old pattern. The last time she was released, a prison guard told her he'd see her back again soon. This made Susan determined to change. And so she found a nonprofit organization called the Claire Foundation, and she received drug treatment through them. Susan Burton became sober in 1997 and decided to found the organization, A New Way of Life. Here she is in 2011, sharing how her experience in the criminal justice system made her compelled to start her organization. Realizing that, I thought of all the other women who are incarcerated, who are traveling in and out of prisons without any hope, without any safety, without any support upon their release, and said, I, I can do that. And so I started uh, a New Wave Life Reentry Project and has since helped over 500 women make that transition. 
reunited uh, over 100 children with their mothers, started the largest reentry clinic for people to clear up their criminal histories in Los Angeles County, uh, and uh, have a leadership development course that helps uh, people, women, become leaders in their community, understanding what it means to be a leader, how to be a leader, how to make policy, how to stand up, how to navigate systems, and uh, to explore uh, themselves. I share Susan's story because it's incredible. And it's not one of redemption necessarily because her drug addiction stemmed from a mental health crisis in her life. The only person who needed to forgive her was herself. But what Susan's organization is offering is a chance for other women who have been incarcerated to change their lives for the better. Susan took her hurt and her pain, and she used it to do something positive by helping other women like herself. Susan Burton's story shows the importance of second chances. It shows the importance of getting support from a community. It shows that we should offer the possibility of redemption to anyone who is willing to take action to make a change. It's fun to see heroes on screen wielding lightsabers and flying in X-wings. But real-life heroes like Susan are, for me, so much more powerful. I know this was a different type of happy beeps than I usually do, but I felt compelled to just talk a little bit about redemption, what it means, after this past week online. Uh, we will be back to our regularly scheduled style of programming next time. If you'd like to chat with me online, share your stories with me, you can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Landa, hashtag happy beeps. I love hearing about whatever you're enjoying in Star Wars right now, or if you picked up something really cool, cool piece of merchandise, action figures. I love seeing it. Special thanks to Tony Thaxton for our happy beeps theme songs. If you like Star Wars songs, check out his page at patreon.com slash cloud city soundtrack. He is cranking out those Star Wars hits. And as always, if you want to find out how to support what we do here at Force Center, you can visit our site at patreon.com slash Force Center. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, beep pop boop. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.